Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. OG. OGK. Okay. Mm-hmm. Original series. Okay. Okay. Original. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I just yeah. think original Klingon to the uh, to the rhythm of detachable penis. <laughs> original. <laughs> I woke up this morning and my Klingon was missing. <laughs> I have a detachable Klingon. Detachable Klingon. <laughs> Um, now I have to say this, the last episode we recorded, I didn't watch. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I even forget what the episode was. I I still haven't watched it. Uh, little green men, little green men. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and watch it. I got a little stink on Twitter for not watching the episode, but I will say this. I don't want to, I like the idea of someone reviewing the show who hasn't watched it. Because I, I, it sounds weird, but like I felt like you guys were telling me about the show and my reactions to it were genuine, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I think every now and then maybe, so I don't want to say every week, like we rotate who doesn't watch. <laughs> because I'd be afraid Jenny would volunteer every week. Like I'm not No, no, watching. no. I, I was going to volunteer for when we get to Voyager. Okay. All right. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> we just let Ben explain it to us. Yes. Uh-huh. That sounds awful. <laughs> But I like the idea of someone explaining to me what happens because I noticed, because I listened to the episode, that the person explaining what happens goes into a lot more detail because they have to, if that makes sense. You yeah. Know? Mm, okay. And my reactions are not to the show, but to Dennis explaining to me what happened. Like, well, that's dumb. So it just <laughs> seems like it's more... Then she started giving him an ear job. Oh my god! But I don't know. So like, maybe every now and then, like somebody not watch an episode, but we'll have to coordinate who doesn't watch. Maybe yeah, so we don't all show up yeah, not like, watching. Hey, nobody watched. And then Wikipedia is explaining to us how the episode went. <laughs> oh, that sounds interesting. Oh, that's really short, uh, especially if we got one of those episodes that's like yeah. four sentences. Oh, what are we gonna do for an hour and a half? I mean, granted, I'm sure we could fill the time. But you usually never have a problem with that. No, that's not the hard part. <laughs> Did you guys have a lovely Memorial Day weekend? Absolutely. Good. Not bad. Jenny, I weather, saw you. Went, no, okay. I'm sorry, Dennis, because uh, I, I saw Jenny's posts on social media. I saw you went to a wrestling performance. I did. I went to the Hampton Coliseum and went to a live show. That's awesome. How was it? It was actually a lot of fun. I was I was kind of surprised because I'd been to one show before and um, like it was before I really got into wrestling. I just thought that I would just dive into it and go with my friends and uh-huh. see how it goes. And like now that I've been watching it for a while, like it was way more enjoyable. But even Justin was saying that like it was the best show that he's ever seen. Wow. So now this was was this a TV taping or anything or was this just a house show? As it was a house show. It, it was dark. It was a there were dark matches. <laughs> Well, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, because I saw where, you. Posted. Where were your seats? Did you have good seats? Yeah, we had pretty decent seats. Like they were. Um, some of our friends actually got got a hookup and got like second row or something. Wow. Um, but uh, like the seats that I got were like a section back, and they were raised so like we were basically at eye level. Oh, that's and good. It was actually perfect, and they were only like thirty bucks a piece or something like yeah. that. It w- was really pretty good. WWE is surprisingly inexpensive. Yeah, like you can go and sit in the nosebleeds or whatever, and it's still not a terrible cost. 
Um, but yeah, live wrestling is fun. If you've never been to a live wrestling event, it's, it's a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went, when I lived, when I lived in Charleston, a bunch of us from the air force base went together and we were in like the fourth row and, uh, but we didn't know who anybody was. Like we only knew the rock. So we had these signs like with the letters that spell rock and, uh, they had some dark matches cause it was a SmackDown event. Okay. But they had some dark matches before and there were some people out there. I had no idea who they were like later on as I watched it later, I knew they were actually, you know, people with names, but <laughs> <laughs> we just started yelling at yeah, go shiny pants. And then like holding up backwards K backwards K go. Yeah. When I watched a uh, Royal rumble this year, I didn't know who anybody was. Yeah. So we were like nicknamed everybody <laughs> by like how they were dressed. It's like, hey, blue pants guy. Hey, yeah. red thong guy. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're watching on TV, the announcers kind of, and the, you know, the graphics let you know who the people are and everything. But, yeah, but when you you're, remember, when you're in like, the event, they usually don't, especially for the dark matches, they don't say who the, who's coming out yeah. to wrestle. Just, you know, two guys show up and start hitting each other. Yeah. Really? Like, All right. Yeah. See, like at the one that, the ones that I've been to now, like they show the same entrance and everything, the same, you know, displays and stuff as they do on TV, basically. Yeah. It's not as much of a production, but you know, you still got kind of the same experience. So. That's cool. Yeah. For those of you that don't know, Jenny is big into wrestling now. She's had, <laughs> she's had like a, a, a white trash life experience and now she's super into wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, the thing about wrestling is like, it's so kind of ebb and flow. Like there are points in my life where I was into it and not at all. And then back into it, Mm -hmm. not at all. So right now I'm just in kind of like, eh, I'll watch it if it's on. I'm not going to go buy in the WWE network or anything like that. Um, You should check it out if if you get a chance, like when it's on, because I don't know, like maybe it's just because I'm just getting into it. I'm like all excited for it and everything, but like. I'm seeing a lot of people that are getting into it now for the first time. Yeah. And some of the, the characters and stuff are just amazing. Oh, don't sleep. I have a friend um, who lives in Columbus who is hugely into wrestling. Like he watches like Japanese wrestling, like he's mm-hmm. into it. And when I go visit him in Columbus, all we do is watch wrestling. Like we eat takeout food and just watch wrestling for like, 19 hours that sounds amazing it's pretty great like i don't have to do anything i don't have to go anywhere i don't have to get anybody anything i don't have to wipe anybody's ass i don't have to kill spiders that show up in rooms randomly like i can just eat pizza and watch japanese wrestling and it's pretty amazing if you haven't checked it out yet jenny uh i don't know how big justin's into it but new japan pro wrestling yeah fucking amazing i've been wanting to to check out some of the other stuff and now that like like i'm not i'm not getting over you know wwe but like i'm not watching the monday and tuesday night events as much as yeah, i used to yeah. so i'm kind of like looking for other things to to check out there's and probably a lot of filler in those yeah yeah I mean, it's three hour shows jesus yeah, christ what are you gonna uh, do yeah there's a lot of filler but the, do you have the wwe network yet um sort of <laughs> I, NXT, have, NXT, I have a password for it <laughs> hey, say no more nxt is really good i know it used to be really good back in the day but i know a lot of those dudes that i liked in nxt went up to the main roster yeah. so i don't know how they've refilled but like the new japan stuff is pretty dope there's a guy i like in nxt called a uh, velveteen dream he's basically just prince oh that's cool all right <laughs> yeah um, there's a dude. Is no way Jose? Is he? In, yeah. yeah, he, he moved was, up to uh, okay. to Raw. We saw him last. Saw him on Sunday. Yeah, he was in NXT forever. He was pretty good. And there's a dude that wrestles for um, 
a ring of honor that's very princey like he's he has like a weird crappy mustache and he's got like these little like man servant dudes who like dress in like hot pants and stuff and he's very entertaining he's a really good talker i wish i remembered his name i'll, I'll look it up yeah he's really up. good though but anyway like my type <laughs> yeah, he's really good like he wears like a like a giant robe that looks like butterfly wings here let me see if i yeah. can find him real fast the more the ridiculous somebody is the more likely i'm going to enjoy whatever they do mm-hmm. yeah you'd like this guy then i just gotta yeah. find him here he is there he there is. was there was a wrestler back in the day called the Boogeyman that I really enjoyed because he could come out there and eat worms and do all kinds of crazy shit, but he didn't last very long for some reason. He shows up at like like uh, cons and stuff like that, and he just and he's Boogeyman all the time, and I've heard him just walking I'm around the Boogeyman. scaring the shit out of little kids and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good gimmick. Yeah, it is a good – this is the guy I'm talking about, Jenny. Here, hang on. His name is Dalton Castle. He sounds like a soap yeah, opera star. To work on that name. No, it's a good name. It fits his little personality. Like he's got like this bad mustache. He's like a Liberace yeah. entrance yeah. flamboyant personality and his ever present boys. Like that hometown <laughs> is Catalina Island. Yeah. <laughs> Does he go to the Catalina wine mix? Like he's really he fun. <laughs> like he's got a he's got a good little shtick going over there. But like he's he's five eleven. Like he ain't gonna make it in WWE. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like that's his little shtick right there. Like with his little boys, and he has like flamingos and all kinds of. Oh my he's, god! He's no Daniel Bryan. No, but he's good though. He's good. He's good. So anyway, it's speaking they need to have normal size wrestling, like a normal size wrestling division for all the Spike Dudleys and those yeah, kind of people those out there. Dudes. Yeah. What was the name of this episode? Uh, Sword of Kalis. Sword of Kalis. Easy enough. It's a good episode. I mean, like, it's it's the Simpsons episode where they buy the number one radioactive man, which is just yeah. Uh, what is it? The Sword of the Rings. No, but it's Treasure of the Sierra Madre, where three people find this uh, yeah this artifact, and two of them go nuts over it. I mean, the Simpsons did it. <laughs> I hate to say it, but the Simpsons did it. This is well, when did the Simpsons do it? The Simpsons. This is. I mean, let me see. It's a radioactive man number one. That's that's what happens because they all want to buy the radioactive man number one, and they don't have enough money. But they pull their money together to get the book. Yeah, and they they're up in the treehouse, and yeah. they don't want to go to sleep, and yeah. they end up tying up. Uh, what's his name? Right, um, Martin. I think so. It's someone yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. remember. I'm trying to find the episode. I'm trying to find. Is this a pretty episode? early one? Yeah, it might. Be. It's probably before this episode of DS9. No, that's when they get the. What do they buy the episode? The issue. Radioactive man number one. Um, I'm trying to find three men in a comic book. Is the name of the episode? It was done in 1991. Oh yeah. So wow! This was way, way, it's like way season after. two or something. Yeah, it's it's a very memorable episode. I like this episode a lot of The Simpsons, where like they all decide to buy this comic, and then they slowly go nuts over it, and then it they, they destroy it. The lightning much, strikes it, right? Yes, much <laughs> much like the Treasure of the Sierra Madre, the movie with what's his fucking name, the actor. Um, Ah, oh, god damn it. The old guy. Humphrey Bogart, wasn't it? Yeah, Humphrey Bogart. They, that's it. Humphrey Bogart. That's a great film. Yep. Uh, you are correct. And that was in 1948. So this was, that was 
This was definitely after that too. <laughs> but yeah, this Bogart is, did it. Bogart <laughs> did it. But it's a really fun episode. Like it's very cool. It's super deep in like Klingon lore, which is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. yeah, I also got the Lord of the Rings vibe from it. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, there's a Lord of the Rings vibe on their quest, and there's an Indiana Jones vibe too, with like mm-hmm. the whole you know. Uh, dungeon diving, you know, archaeology kind of vibe. I wish there was like a, throw me the whip, I'll throw you the bat lift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a hot Nazi that got fucked by Worf and his dad. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't Dax? No, it wasn't Dax. But it'd been cool if the old Klingon and Worf banged the same Nazi woman. Man, yeah. Klingon was, Eiffel Tower requires a lot of holes. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a lot of holes. That was one of my favorite topics we did on the old radio show. Was is it worse to be Eskimo Bros with your dad or fucking Nazi? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember like, what the consensus of that was? I think it was kind of a split. Um, yeah. You know, but I guess if your dad is Sean Connery, then you can expect you're going to be Eskimo bros more often than not. Exactly. You know, but that was one of my favorite, that was one of my favorite topics from the old radio show. But anywho, so there's this Klingon dude and he's real old and he's really fucking drunk. As they do. He spins a good yarn though. He does. He's a good, he's a good uh, teller of tales. He's almost got like a bard vibe to him where he's just boasting and bragging and being awesome and talking cash shit. And of course, Jed Z is there because, I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah. She hangs she, out at the bar She's the most Klingon Starfleet person, including Worf. <laughs> 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 well, she's the most Klingon in the sense of like, they accept her the most rough drinking kind of hard fighting kind of, cause Worf is very much like honor bound Klingon. If that makes yeah. sense. You know what I'm I saying? bet, I bet um, if Kurz, Curzon must've been on vacation or something when Picard became the Chadich, because yeah. you yeah. know, that would have been Curzon would have been right up there. Oh yeah, totally. Like I can't imagine how that didn't happen. Like how, yeah. Dax was not Chadich. Now, like, how long has Curzon Dax been inside of Jadzia? Like, has that been established? <laughs> Didn't they show that in the very first episode? That happened in the first episode? I think so. I'll have to go like, back to She was that. fresh off getting her worm. Oh, <laughs> uh, God, that worm just slid inside of me. It was so hot. Yeah. I wonder what, like, because I, I don't know, because I haven't seen enough of the series, and I don't really... I wonder if they ever show Curzon in his Curzon phase, and if they did, who played him? Mm. Like, who would be a good actor to play Curzon? Like a young, young Curzon? Yeah, just or just like if you saw him like right before he ate it, like in his prime years where he's kicking it with Cisco. Like, who's the actor that plays Curzon Dax? They had some old dude who played him, like when they because there's a scene where they're actually doing the surgery. They pulled a worm out of him and put it inside of her. Yeah. yeah they can always recon that man i mean let's say they recon yeah. that because it's probably nobody important like who would yeah. you dennis black and asian from like, that era or like now? to see just from history perhaps we'll say <laughs> the annals <laughs> from, of history from the from the starting at the dawns of history who would you like to see who would be a good curse who'd be a good curse on hmm like Sean Connery, honestly, would be a great person. <laughs> All right, Sean Connery would be a good one. <laughs> I was. But I don't know if he's in my head because we just talked about him. Oh yeah, because you're thinking about being Eskimo brothers with him. Yeah. 
<laughs> I was thinking like a young Christopher Plummer. <gasps> That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Also tied to Sean like Connery. An undiscovered country era Christopher Plummer. Okay. All right. That would be a good one. What about like Christopher Plummer's good? Um shit, man. That's a really good one. Um what about like what about like uh like Walken or somebody? Would do you think Walken would be a good Curzon mm-hmm. Dax? Maybe too eccentric, perhaps? Maybe, but I, I, I don't know if he's physical hurt. enough. What about like Roddy McDowell? Hmm. That that could work. Maybe too Britty, too British. Or Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm McDowell might be a good one too. Malcolm McDowell is the guy from Planet of the Apes, right? No, Roddy McDowell is from Planet of the Apes. Is it? What is Malcolm McDowell from? He's from Clockwork Orange. Okay, yeah. all right, all right. Malcolm McDowell. Both of those McDowell boys might be yeah. good. <laughs> like Malcolm might be McDowell good. Family. It, maybe maybe Malcolm if you want like a harder edge to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe Roddy if you want kind of more of a like. Uh-huh. Yeah, Sting <laughs> might be good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. I like it. I like it. Oh, Sting. That came, out, <laughs> that came out of Left Park. It was really great. Well, you know, whenever I think of Malcolm McDowell, I always think of Sting because they kind of look similar to me. Can, with the spiky hair. Yeah, you know, like Dune McDowell. Sting and Malcolm McDowell from. Uh, from the Star Trek movie. The, That's a good one. The one where he blows up the stars. I can't remember which one. That, Generations. What about like a coked up like Dennis Hopper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? That might be too much. That might be too. All right. All right I have a hard time seeing him being friends with Cisco. All right. Just okay, because right, their, their energies right. are way, you know, too off from each you think, other. But yeah. I mean, Cisco gets manic though sometimes where he could probably match that like. But it's always like a subdued mania, you know? <laughs> <laughs> if that even makes any sense. I hope one day someone will describe me as that. Bob has a subdued meaning. Like, yeah, right? like Cisco. Yeah, like Cisco. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so far. Cisco's think- like a pressure cooker, you know? Like, you know shit's going on in there, but <laughs> it could explode, but it's keeping it under control. So far, I think Christopher Plummer and Malcolm McDowell are really good ones. Or Sting. Not going to Give or, stay. or stay. take, yeah. Give Whoever's take. available. Yes. All right. <laughs> I mean, out of the three of those, I think Malcolm McDowell may be the most available. Probably. Because, <laughs> I mean, Sting's busy having tantric sex. <laughs> and that takes up a lot of your time. How old is Sting now? Uh, I don't know. Gordon, I guess is his real name. Gordon Shumway? Yeah. If you oh, type is that, in... Wait, is Gordon Shumway, is that Alf? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like look at Sting. I mean, he Sumner. looks pretty. He looks pretty Sumner, good. Yeah. Considering, like, look at him. Look at that face. He's sixty-six. Yeah, he'd be having sex for hours. And look at that neckerchief, bro. That's what I like. Look at that thing. That thing is. He's your style icon. That's a that's a good neckerchief. As a man who enjoys a fine neckerchief, that is a quality. <laughs> like, look, he looks pretty badass there. Sting, yeah. right? That's. Like the uh, uh, Fields of Barley sting. Yeah, that's era. like, he, it looks like he's auditioning for like fucking uh, Wolverine here. Yeah. Or, or maybe, maybe that's, like, is that Demolition Man sting? That, that Saber Tooth sting? <laughs> Saber sting. Saber sting. 
There's old man sting. Oh, that one in the Gore-Tex jacket is definitely saber tooth sting. Or that one right there? No, above that. The one right, right there. Over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. That's, is that him? Uh, huh. Look at that. Rough. Sting. The hairline matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sting there. Look at that guy right there. Look at that sting. Whoa. Holy beard. He almost looks like, like Jude Law in that one. Maybe it's just the hairline. Mm, yeah, he's, got I can a, see he's got a Jude Law thing going on. I was like, a stripper yeah. told me one time I'd look like Jude Law, and I was like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> Thank you, stripper. AI Jude Law? Here's $5. Thank you. <laughs> here's $5. <laughs> you know, I was only going to give you a dollar, but since you said I'd look like Jude Law, I'm going to give you a five ski. How'd that work out for you? You know, I was probably pretty drunk. Um, I don't know <laughs> if that was drinking Bob or not drinking Bob, but I mean, I'll take it, whatever. I mean, that's a nice compliment. You look like Jude Law. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever a, told me that. I, I mean, much, I take it. <laughs> yeah, I have a much better hairline than Jude Law. I mean, because he's pretty bald at this point. Um, Jude Law has that like Phil Collins bald going on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I always like that Jude Law. So I'm starting to like that Jude Law. But yeah, Malcolm McDowell, Christopher Plummer, and Sting. We'll put it up on the poll. Okay. Who would, who would be a good Dax or a good Curzon? I think we glossed over uh, Christopher Plummer, though. Like Christopher he really, Plummer. he really would be great. He's a good actor. Like he would put in a really good performance. Yeah, because he's like a he's like a real actor. You know what I mean? Like Malcolm McDowell's cool, but he's got more of a look, you yeah. know. And he's got a little Star Trek pedigree, which I like. But Sting, though, I mean, coming out of the clubhouse, I'm like, wow, that's really fucking good. Because Sting's got enough of that, like, wild man look to him, but he's also can be very, like, zen and have sex for seven. Yeah. Like a dune, a dune Sting? Yeah. Come on. Dune Sting that's is Curzon. I would love to watch Dune. We should watch it and review it. I haven't seen Dune in years. It's, I've only it's... seen it, like, twice. And the second time I needed Ben to just sit there and pause it every five minutes and explain things. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I, tr- I tried reading the book, and, man, that was hard. Yeah. I was just like, oh, this is as dry as the desert they're talking about. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know I need for spice to get this, through this. I know this thing's a classic, but oh, how the fuck did anybody finish it? I think people just call books classics so they don't have to finish them. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this yeah. that book's, that book's a classic. And then people are like, isn't it though? Isn't it? But no one ever really goes into why it's a classic. It's just like, oh, it's just a classic. It's because yeah. nobody ever fucking reads it. Just it's just like, so you can brag about the, the fact that you read it. It's on my book. I mean, I mean to check that one out. It's on my bookshelf. Why would I have a book on my bookshelf that I didn't read? (laughs) Obviously, I mean, look, it's kind of. And then they start talking about the part that's not in the movie. You're like, oh man, it's been a while since I read it. I I kind of forget. I mean, I read it so long. I mean, it's been a while. Uh, Let me check uh, my dog-eared copy of it. Look at, I mean, look at all these folds in the pages. It's clear that I've read (laughs) many pages of this book. No, uh, the, the the folds are so close together because I've read it multiple times. And I've uh, yes, I have a leather bound version here. <laughs> yes, this is leather. This is a collector's edition that I got at Sam's Club of uh, trilogy. <laughs> it's le- it's kind of like plasticky bound. Oh, there's, there's more than a trilogy. There's yeah. like seven. Doom Are there books. seven books? I, there's, a, I, there's a lot of them. I only thought Hibbert wrote, or whatever, Hubbard, what is his name? Herbert. Herbert. Frank, I only, Frank Herbert. I only thought Frank Herbert wrote three of them and then he died or some shit like that. And then like all Maybe, the Maybe like his son, I think his son wrote. Yeah, it's very Tolkien-esque in the fact that like there's only a few Tolkien novels, but Christopher Tolkien is just milking that fucker for all it's yeah. worth. <laughs> kind of like uh, Roddenberry's son. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, what, is it, <laughs> what is it with these sci-fi kids? 
Man, man, they got to make that money. I mean, fuck, yeah. dude. The the what they just sold the, the Tolkien show for a billion dollars to Amazon. Oh, really? Yeah, some crazy shit. Oh. They're doing. They're Is doing that like Peter a, Jackson. What? No, gonna... they're doing like an. They're doing a Lord of the Rings TV show on Amazon that's going to I think they paid like a billion dollars for the rights or some crazy what shit. What is it like going to be? Is it going to be just the I wish again? they would do like a fake morning show that's set in <laughs> like the uh, Middle Earth era. So it's like hosted by a hobbit and they bring on <laughs> guests. Right, right, is my friend. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to say like they paid like a fucking billion dollars for. All right, here we go. Uh, November 13th, this is of last year. Amazon Studios beat out Netflix for the $250 million rights to the Tolkien estate, publisher Harper Collins and New Line Cinemas. That includes a five-season commitment to bring Lord of the Rings to the small oh screen. But I mean, I guess what they could do is, I mean, they could just fucking spin that shit off and go, hey, you remember that fucking hobbit that lived next door to fucking Bilbo? Well, this is his story. Yeah, his name's fucking Norm, and Norm's got a pretty cool... (laughs) (laughs) And they get the adventures of Norm. Yeah, Norm Baggins. (laughs) I mean, are they just trying to, like, kind of piggyback off of Game of Thrones popularity or something? Maybe. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm not complaining. But isn't there all like the history of Lord of the Rings and all that shit that they've they've written like the history of the world and they can do all that crap and yeah well sort of I mean but that would be like making a movie of the Bible that's kind of like I tried reading the Cimmerillion a while back like when I was really into watching the movies and read the books and everything uh-huh. and it was dry as shit like I don't even try to pretend like it's I a know. classic <laughs> no that's no a- no you have to be like top level Tolkien nerd to to be able to sit through and read all of that okay. like you're better off just reading the cliffs notes online or something and find out what's going because there's I, a lot of cool stuff in it but it's just it's so just boring to read it's surrounded by gobbledygook <laughs> yeah I mean it, it honestly reads like reading the bible huh. maybe, maybe they can do like a young Gandalf with some of those elves something hanging out yeah Lighting their farts on fire with magic. Adventures <laughs> <laughs> of Aragorn. Yeah. So, anywho, um, this episode kind of has that vibe because there's this drunk ass Klingon at the bar and he's kicking it with um, your man's and them, with your girl, Dax. And Worf comes in and he wants to meet this guy because I guess. Well, Worf is pretending like he's not listening, but he's obviously yeah. listening. Yeah, he's but. totally jocking. He's, he's like. He's he's hating. He's like, who's that fucking guy? But he's like, oh man, that's that's so and so. That's my man's in them. He yeah. the, he's one of the most he's one of the most famous Klingons in the world today. He's yeah. like, he's not trying to be noticed, but he wants to be noticed by yeah. this guy. You know, he's kind of be, being like a like a celebrity stalker almost. Like yeah. like yeah. he's not trying to just. I'm, I'm kind of thinking of like the people that go to like the conventions or something like that, and kind of just hang out. You hang know, out at the, the Starbucks and wait for yeah. somebody to come order a chai latte or something exactly. like that. Like it's no big deal. Like, oh, exactly. that, guy, that guy ain't oh, shit. Hey, hey. Oh, you hey, getting chai latte? Oh, yeah, hey, let me, isn't let me that core? Man, fuck that dude. He ain't shit. I mean, just... <laughs> fuck him. He a motherfucker. I'm Worf, bitch. I'm, I'm the only Klingon in Starfleet. Let's see, let's see Core try to do that shit. Can't do, he can't do what I do. You punk. Fucking Klingon of the week. He a punk bitch. I'm fucking Worf. That's just some dude who was in the original series. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm Worf. I've been in more episodes of Star Trek than anybody. You know who I am? I'm core, bitch. <laughs> I'm 
gonna fuck y'all up. The errand of mercy. That's the episode. That's not a bad episode. It, it gets uh, name checked. Well, not name checked, but referenced in this episode too. Yeah, and then the time trap. I love the time trap. That's the one where they, is that the one where they go with the dilithium crystals and the ships have to come together? Yeah, this is a great episode. This is one of my favorite episodes. All these. If you haven't seen the time trap, the animated series, do yourself a favor and watch it. Like all these ships, like these two Klingon, this Klingon ship and the Enterprise are chasing each other and then they get lost in time and they end up with all these, in front of all these aliens that have been lost here forever and they try to escape. It's a pretty good episode. Like I really dig it. Core. So that's that guy. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting. I was unaware of that. But Core's big time. He's the shit. Everybody, everybody loves him and Worf meets him. And then they get along swimmingly. And then all of a sudden, uh, Core gets like fucking attacked in his quarters when he's hammer drunk. Yeah, because he's, he's already told them about the, the sword. sword of Kaleth. He's a, he's a fucking chatty motherfucker. Yeah. Loose lips sink ships. That's yeah. right. It's that blood wine, baby. Snitches get stitches, <laughs> bro. That's kind of the vibe I got from uh, from Dax when she, you know, they're talking about it in the bar, and she's like, "Come on, man, just get stitches, motherfucker." I don't think Worf ain't cool like that. He's gonna trip. He's gonna tell everybody. It's, it's gonna be all over his space Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. He's gonna be all over space Twitter telling everybody that he met Core and they're gonna go look for the the sort of Kalis and shit. Worf, you turn on geolocation. Come, <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker! I told you to turn that shit off. Now they know where we are, dummy. <laughs> You fucking idiot. Stupid wolf you want just because you want to pretend to be super Klingon. <laughs> Checking in on four quadrant square. People don't use four square anymore, Dennis. That, that's, all that reference is old as fuck. <laughs> you nobody got time for that. Four square. Come on, baby. That, that reference might have been hot if we started the podcast doing DS9. People know, people know Foursquare. Come on, baby. Ain't people knows. in foreign countries know it. They still we'll it, use it. Put it on the on the poll. Do you they know? don't have the hot new technology yet. <laughs> I'm going to put it on the poll right now on, on Facebook. Hang on. Do you know what Foursquare is? Do you know? Do you use Foursquare? No, nobody uses it. The question. All right. Do you know do, what it is? Do you Okay. Do you know what Foursquare yeah. is? All right. It's like a VCR, you know? All right. All right. Let's see. <laughs> nobody uses a VCR anymore, but people know what it is. Uh, do you know what Foursquare is? Maybe we'll get some votes before we finish. All right, we'll keep talking. Go ahead. So yeah, so this dude mind rapes Core with his red eyes, and uh, he wakes up the next day. Jadzia comes into his quarters and wakes him up, and he doesn't remember anything. Last thing he remembers, he goes to Worf's quarters and he blacks out. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens to the best of us sometimes. Yeah. Especially in Worf's quarters. Especially in Worf's quarters. He'd be giving, it, he'd be giving you that Michael Jackson Jesus juice. Yeah. <laughs> the I mean, well, special. you, you got to think, though. He's like a superstar, you know? Like, he's, I mean, he's going to try to get his. But, like, ooh, I, you know what I did? I, I, I knocked Core out and then I sucked his fucking feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He took selfies while he was doing it. I had all four of his balls in my mouth. (laughs) I was called called clawing all that shit. Both my throats were clogged up with balls. (laughs) I couldn't breathe for a minute. I thought I was going to die, but it would have been worth it. What a way to go. Julian would have found me with four balls in my mouth. That's the true way to die with honor. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm choking so much. You get the, the greatest seat of honor in Stovacor. Mm-hmm. I mean, you died choking on four balls of you core. Choked on a warrior's balls? <laughs> Kopla! There's no honor in spitting. Oh, no way. <laughs> no. There's no place in Kovator for spitters. You got to swallow. Got to swallow all those potential warriors. <laughs> and if they, maybe they'll, maybe they'll swim through your stomach, through your digestive system, and still get you pregnant. They got little sperm battles. <laughs> That's how they break into the egg. But uh, but yeah. So then they all agree to go on this fucking trip. Yeah, they go get permission from Cisco. Cisco's like yeah. shaving his head. Yeah, he's all like, what? A- future razor. It's like whatever, man. I got shit I got to do. You know, man. You guys, you guys, you guys don't take this yeah. Starfleet job too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> they really don't. Yeah, you're my. People fucking- are leaving the station all the time. Yeah, like. Worf is just, I mean, Worf has been there, what, nine weeks? You know, yeah. who knows how long? I mean, he's been there nine episodes. That could be nine weeks, nine days. Who knows? It's like, yeah, yeah you've been here for like two weeks. Sure, take a vacation. Sure. You're my newly minted position of like strategic so-and-so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and take my operations manager with you too. Yeah, that'll be yeah. great. Sure. Exactly. You want to take any more important staff while you're going? Well, take the doctor. What do we need doctors for? You just need to drop off your space dry cleaning. Surprised you didn't give them the defiant. Yeah. <laughs> take, take the defiant. <laughs> what do I care anyway? No one else takes this job seriously, so why should I? I mean, at least this is kind of an important thing. I mean, it's it's more personal for the Klingons, but... And they make up that bullshit reason that, oh, well, maybe if Starfleet finds the Sword of Kalos, then we can be friends with the Klingons again. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst. I mean, it is kind of... That's what's going to go in the official report. Yeah. It's like, how did your officers die in the Gamma Quadrant? Oh, well, they... Well, (laughs) they were on a peace mission to do some cool stuff to help unite the Klingons? Yeah. Sure, sure. We've heard worse. <laughs> Whatever. Sounds sounds good enough to me. Oh, Admiral, you're breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work that. It doesn't work that way. It doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't work it's, that way. It's a video feed. Yeah this this is a secure line. Like the, the no, it doesn't happen that way. He just knocks over a decanter of water. <laughs> runs out the room. <laughs> That's one of my favorite Chappelle show bits. Yeah. What? But yeah, so anywho, um, so they go out on their little mission and it's pretty easy. Like this thing, I mean, I guess from what Core says, the Klingons found, not the Klingons, excuse me, the, the Vulcans. Vulcans found this temple and they found some stuff, but they was like a force field they couldn't get through. But it's clear that they haven't tried to get through this force field in, say, like 250 years because Jadzia just goes down there, like sets up some little fucking, I guess, 
I don't little even know. microphone stands. Yeah, little microphone <laughs> stands. I don't even know what the term would be of what they are. Um, maybe some disruptors or something. She puts down some portable disruptors and hits two buttons and boom, it comes down. Well, first she had to reverse the polarity. Of course. Yeah. So. Of course she's kind of a standard standard move. Yes, I mean she had to trek some trek. So you had to go back into TARDIS for that one. Yes. Exactly. Let's go, let's go trek some trek over here. Okay, cool. Trek it up. (laughs) Oh hey, hey, hey. I think you gotta reverse that trek. Word? Yeah. And then boom. Sure as shit. Goes down. They walk in and then they're in like this, I guess the it looks almost like a museum the way everything's kind of set up and it's all broken and battered and smashed. And they're like, Oh man, somebody must've already taken Kalis's sword. This is total bullshit. Yeah. <clears throat> and you check the time on the episode. You're like, wait, this is way too early. Yeah. <laughs> they got 40 minutes left. How the fuck? <laughs> what? There's not even, we haven't even talked about a B story yet. Like <laughs> what is fucking Odo turned himself into? I don't know. <laughs> How are we gonna how are we gonna deal with Odo being a glass for 40 minutes? I don't know what's gonna happen here. <laughs> how many people are gonna put their mouths on Odo today at Korg's bar for him to try to get some weird secret? All of them. Mm. This blood wine is extra delicious. But yeah, so I guess they figure out that it's a, it's a hologram and it's not really what they see. And they have some DNA fittingly from the aliens that built this temple. And they put the DNA because they was like, well, maybe it's a, it's, they have to have one of these people here, whoever they are. I don't even know who they are. Um, the aliens. What are the names of the aliens? Uh, they are the... The Jimmy Janks. Yeah. 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 Who are they? Jank 5. I don't know. It doesn't say on here. Just, I don't know either. It's something short. Yeah, like, but it's so... Keth or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but they have the DNA of it and they put it up there and then sure as shit enough, it was, it's a hologram and they find a door and they go in and there it is just sitting there. His fucking bat with. I didn't like how this whole scene was kind of set up because it looked like... It just basically looked like a an Apple store or something when they yeah. walk in there and the Batless is sitting there like on a lit table. Yeah. And you're like, who's buying the power bill here? These yeah. places have been abandoned for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it runs on solar power. They're pretty far underground though. I don't know, Jenny. What the well, fuck? They got man? the, the panels on the surface. <laughs> I guess. True. It don't look like an Apple store. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It had totally an apple. It had an they apple had store vibe. Bat left genius weren't there to help you with any <laughs> issues. Yeah, that's Worf. Can I help you with anything in here today? Oh, do you need when he when he puts it into the man bun, he puts on some glasses. Like, <laughs> <laughs> do you need to get that? Uh... Do you need to get that rebooted or something? Maybe you could upgrade. You think? Have you thought about upgrading your Batlith? Exactly. To the new Batlith? Hmm? We have a new Kalis line of well, Batlith here. The new Kalis line is really good. It's very limited. Only one available. <laughs> you have called- the older model now. The newer models have a special port. So, like, you're going to have to get an adapter for your Batlith. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's totally worth it. Um, yeah. You also will need a, a yeah the a, a, a sign a two year contract. 
to your contract to your fucking your new batleth. You might want to consider batleth uh, warranty also. Insurance in case. Ac- yes, accidental damage. Oh, and you need these new earbuds for this batleth. <laughs> <laughs> this batleth batleth is Bluetooth only. Yeah. Yeah, use its Thunderbolt connection. <laughs> So yeah, okay, uh, works out. All right, that comes up to uh, ten thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> oh, I thought there wasn't money around here. No, you thought wrong. That's gamma quadrant, baby. That's how we do it in gamma quadrant. We use U.S. dollars here. <laughs> ten thousand seems a little low, though. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, that's the down payment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your card will be charged monthly thereafter. <laughs> $2,000 increments. So they get the sword and they're all stoked. They're like, man, this thing will reunite the Klingon Empire and I'm going to give it to them. And this is kind of where at first Tor and Worf start beefing, a, a Korn Worf start beefing a little bit because Kor is like, oh man, well, you said it yourself that he's kind of just a chump. And if I have the sword, then maybe I can reunite the Empire and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, what yeah. the fuck? So yeah, so... Core is the first one to kind of flip the script. They got that dragon fever. Yeah. <laughs> I felt like that's what Core was up to the entire time. I don't oh, so you, know. Okay, all right. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. nah, I don't know. Because it, it does seem like it's cursed, you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's uh, whoever possesses it wants to control it. Making them hungry for power. Yeah. Hungry for power. Yeah, it's like all those MacGuffins, you know? The Ring of Power, the whatever it was, the Humphrey Bogart thingy. Curse of the uh, Sierra Madre, or the yeah, yeah. yeah. Kalis put a curse on it. Maybe that makes sense. It does. I make just sense. like when I when they first kind of introduced that idea, I was like, "This is what he's been up to the entire time," because he was the first one to say it. I think maybe that's why. Like, yeah. But it's cool because I mean. That's how it happens. He, he gets mad with power, and then all of a sudden, and then they come out of the, I guess, the Apple store, and there's a bunch of Klingons waiting for him. And they're like, what the fuck? And one of these Klingons is uh, a in them. Duras. Duras, the son of Duras. Now, are the Duras sisters dead at this point? Mm, they already, I don't think so. Have their sweet titties already been blowed up? Um, Thousand Generations, which was... Is that one or two years after? Because I don't know where we are as far as TNG. TNG just ended. So, no, they can't be dead yet. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Because Worf came right over, didn't he? Right from TNG to DS9? I don't know. This is where we need Ben. So, this would be like season eight for TNG. All right. This episode came out. um, uh, Generations was in 94. Mm -hmm. November... 18th, 1994. I saw oh, and this was 1995, November 20th. 19, so they dead. So you think they're dead by then? Yeah. It's a year they, later. Yeah, because they blow it up. Well, that's that's real time, but in like, in, like, yeah, because I guess they mentioned Worf coming back from DS9 in the next film. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I think the Dura sisters are dead at this point. Yeah. Yeah, because even though it's uh, real time, like they generally follow the same timeline. Like they yeah. kind of assume that everything that you're watching is in order. So they're attacked by Toral, son of Duras, who hired the Lethian and wants the sword for the prestige of finding it. 
Torrell. Oh, hey, I'm Torrell. What's up? I'm Torrell Duras. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a badass sounding name, though. Yeah, I'm Torrell Duras. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a fucking player. I'm a pimp. <laughs> fucking house. Young Torrell. I'm the house of Duras. Little, little Torrell. That's his, that's his son. He little Torrell. Yeah, so Duras, uh, let's see, the two Duras sisters. Uh, this doesn't help me any. Uh, Duras died uh, 2153. But is it was the sisters? No, that's Duras, son of Torrell. That doesn't help at all. Where's the Duras sisters? What's their name? Lursa? No, is that her? Yeah, that's yeah, one of the Duras yeah, sisters. Yeah, she died in 2371. Lursa and Karen. Yeah, Lursa. Yeah, she died in 2371. So this has got, I don't know, the fucking star date, but I'm going to guess this is probably after they did. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Because Worf was still a member of the Enterprise in that movie. Yeah. So they did. We, we just going to go out and say, did. Yeah. Did. D-E-D. Did. <laughs> did. Uh-huh. 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 So he's the last Duras. So Duras. Yeah, because it says in, in uh, Torell, man, fucking Memory Alpha has everything. Torell attempted to take over the Klingon Empire again in 2372. So that was after they died. Uh, he met blah, blah, blah in Toron 3, where Corrin Lee told him about the Shroud of the Sword that would lead him to the Sword of Kalis. Torell sent Sento, uh, Soto, a uh, Leviathan to Deep Space Nine. So, yes, yeah, so this was about a year after the Duras sisters died, according yeah. to Memory Alpha, which is, is that like canon? Like, is this yeah, all? It'll be. All right, so we're yeah. good. For well, that. They, they talk about this in this episode, about yeah. how he overheard him bragging about yeah. he knew where the sword was, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but blah, I mean, blah, blah. I, I know that. I just want to make sure the, the Duras sisters are dead. That's all. Oh, they did. They did. Okay, so they, they is officially dead. Yeah. You, now, you said that Memory Alpha has everything. It's one thing it doesn't have. That's true. Because they took it. 178. They took it down. Yeah. Womp, womp. And I mean, that's their right to take it down because, I mean, we made it up. Yeah, but they shouldn't have. Yeah, especially if we put it over on the pretend list where, like, all the stuff about the books and shit are, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Fucking chat down, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But shout published. out lives on in our hearts. Yes, it lives and in the hearts of the people. I mean, I that's I mean, out of all of the 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 things to live by that I've seen and witnessed in my existence, the one I choose for myself and my family is one seventy eight fucking chat yeah. The church, <laughs> church of the chat bro. Sure. I mean, whether it's I mean dinner time, chat bro. You know what I mean? We got mm-hmm. to chat down. Let's let's all gather around the table and say a prayer to the fucking. The rules of acquisition 178. Everybody bow your heads. So, yes. And so they fight. And they fight. And Kor kills some people. Worf kills no one. Yeah, he gets stabbed, though. Yeah, he does get stabbed. He takes one pretty good. You would think if they had like this legendary powerful weapon that they might be able to win the fight. Well, they no. do kind well, of. Core, I mean, Core is kind of a badass with it, though. Yeah, Core is fucking some shit up. 
and then they take off and then they turn on the shield again and you think, oh, they're home free because nobody could get out of this shield for 270 years. They just basically killed those dudes. They just kick over the mic stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the shield comes back up. Yep. Oh, these dudes is dead as fuck. They ain't never getting out of there. But no, yeah. son, they get out. But that's much later. But now they, I guess they can't get to the ship because um, Torrell's ship is putting up some fucking yeah, some, interference. Yeah, they're jamming their signals so they can't do anything. So now they have to, I don't know what they have to do. They have to find their way to the surface, I guess. How do they get out of this one? Well, that's the plan is to get to the surface. Okay, so they're trying to get to the surface then. Okay. Yeah. Because there's too much interference from... Yeah, but even if they're on the surface, they're still going to be jammed. Well, I think because, you know, all the rock mm-hmm. and then the jammers. The jammers, I think, are down there in the caverns with them. Ah, uh, okay. So. It's easier to get to the surface rather than find the jammers, so... Uh-huh. I'm going to find your jammer. <laughs> jam on it. A jam on it. Jam, a, jam, a jam on it. Jenny just goes right for it. She's no fucking around. That's come why on, Wolf. Come get the jam out of my butt. That's why I respect Jenny. She's like, oh, yeah, just right in my butt. Word. <laughs> a jam on it. You Jurasses really know how to party. Yep. They, they like, man, you got you to get up in my butt. <laughs> a jam on it. A jam Which on butthole it. is it? <laughs> I don't know. Three votes so far. Yeah. You, let's see. Let's see what the three. One votes. for each. <laughs> yes, one for each. Uh, three people <laughs> say yes. They know what Foursquare is. Do you know ah. what Foursquare is? I forgot about that one. I thought this was the. Uh, no, no, the, no! I'll do that later. That, that, oh, that okay. one that'll just seem odd. So, but the. Yeah, and people didn't respond as much to the Smuggler's Blues as I was hoping, which that's um, you guys are dicks. <laughs> Smuggler's Blues. It's politics of contraband. It's an entertaining video. It is. It's really good. It's, I mean, it's pretty high production value. Like, it's like a real shitty movie. Yeah. Like a real shitty movie of the week movie. Yeah, like if they ripped off Miami Vice or something like that. Yeah, Although, which they totally did. But I mean, Glenn Fry looked the part. I mean, he looked really good considering in that video, he had to be pretty old, probably in his 40s, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, he looked... His 40s really old, though? Not I mean, anymore, I'm, baby. I mean, I'm 40, <laughs> I feel old as fuck. <laughs> Maybe I'm just in denial, but I'm just like, I don't think that's that old. <laughs> I might no, be turning old. 40 this year <laughs> I'm 40 now, I'm old Dennis, are you 40 yet? 41 See, I'm for, uh, you're, Dennis is older than me So I'm actually the youngest one in this group Right now, yeah Well yeah, I guess of all time Because I don't know how old Ben is He old He is old Ben's like, again, Ben's anywhere from like 45 to 70 <laughs> yeah. Anywhere in that range Ben fits <laughs> Exactly. It's like black and Ben don't crack. Like, that's it. <laughs> ben could be 45. He could be 64. And I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. He sold his soul to the robot devil so he could yep. stay young. Yep, the robot devil. So, yeah, so they're kind of going through the caves, the three of them, looking for a way out. And, like, they're slowly getting more crazy. And they've been walking around for hours and Worf is injured. And they need to rest, but they won't rest because Worf is going to kill them all to take the Batleth. And it's, it's, it's just starting to get ugly. Yeah. yeah. Starting, starting to get ugly. 
and it's starting to really feel like Lord of the Rings again. Yeah. It's, it's, now they're trying to get out of Moria. Yeah, it's it's definitely got a my precious vibe to it. <laughs> yeah. Um and Dax is trying to be the best Samwise she can be yeah. in the situation. And there's two fucking uh Schmeagles. Golems. Here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a real mess. <laughs> you know, like they're being total dicks to each Because I guess at one point Core heard Worf talking about how Core is a dumb old man and he's not strong enough and Worf had a vision when he was young uh, that fucking Kalis was going to give him his... So, so Worf is getting crazy too. Like everyone's just going nuts except Dax. She's just like, why did I agree to do this? <laughs> exactly. Like, <laughs> I could be back on the station, you know, playing fucking cards. She's like, I thought I was going to get double teamed on this yeah, trip. I thought I was going to get bullshit. quadruple deed by this old man and this young man. That's why she's <laughs> in such a bad mood because she hasn't got a lead this entire yeah. time. Like they're... There are four dicks. Dex symbiote, man. Dex symbiote needs it. There are four dicks here. None of them are fucking me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what are you guys, queer? <laughs> Let's go. Chop, chop. My worm needs to be sucking some dicks. This worm ain't going to suck itself. <laughs> you guys are fucking buttholes. Let's go. Chop, but not literally, because that would make me happy. Yeah. Unless, I mean, well, it'd have to be my butthole, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Dax don't do rim jobs. Nah, Dax don't do that. The worm does. Yeah. <laughs> it comes out of my mouth. At Chad Z, it doesn't. The worm I'll just start licking some butts. <laughs> I just picture Sting worm she licking She detaches butts. her jaw. <laughs> and then Sting comes out and starts licking your anus for seven hours. <laughs> it's like, Sting, please stop. It hurts. <laughs> but it's only been two hours of ass licking. <laughs> There's five more to go due to my tantric ass-licking practices. Sting, please. Please, I can't do <laughs> Please, it. Sting, more. <laughs> please, Sting, more. Stop licking my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with this anymore. It's just, it's so raw. So... <laughs> you wouldn't, the Sting, worm, you wouldn't have to have any, like, gold bond... <laughs> For my bubble. It's just so it hurts so bad. Like walking on a hot summer's day at Bush Gardens with your butthole getting all raw. Yeah, you know, if um if we're casting for the worm, it definitely has to be sting. <laughs> I don't see I don't see Christopher Plummer doing that. You want me to do what? I'm Christopher Plummer. Fuck Malcolm you. McDowell might, but I think Sting is a better fit for the role. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell absolutely would. I mean, shit. he was on Entourage, so he was on Metalocalypse. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. But Metalocalypse is cooler than Entourage. Yeah. You know. Wait. But, but yeah, so that um, core starts talking shit to Worf about his dumb dream, <laughs> and then they start shooting at each other, and then they start fighting, and I guess somehow the dudes manage to get out of. The, the the force field, yeah, force field, which is odd because again, it had been there for like two hundred and fifty years, and in a span of like forty five minutes, two people have broken it. Well, they they had already been in there once before. I think that was what the um, insinuation was at the beginning because it was all ransacked and like, well, but I thought the Vulcans the Vulcans ransa- couldn't get in there. I thought the ransacking was part of the illusion. No, I don't know. I didn't. Oh, that's not how I. I thought. I they, thought maybe they were just looking for the the sword, like in that outside section, and couldn't find it, so they just yeah. kind of 
stalked them into. Because that guy, he found the location by, you know, give me your, open your mind to me. Yeah, open your mind. So he, they knew where to go, so they would have gotten there first. And so I assumed that they went in there looking for it, couldn't find it, didn't realize there was a secret room. And so they just waited for Core and the other two. Okay. Yeah, those guys to come. All right. See, I just assumed that, like, it was all just part of the um, hologram. Cause I'm not wrong about the hologram thing, am I? No, I the just... wall. Yeah, the wall was a hologram, like okay. a force field hologram right. type thing. Okay, I thought because I thought I took it as like the hologram was projecting this image out of the broken glass and all that stuff of the ransacked treasure room, if you will. So people will be like, "Oh, there's uh, nothing here." That's the no, way. I I th- yeah, I thought it was just a wall. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, we it's not wrong. important. Yeah, it's yeah. not. It's just we. It's it means to an end. Yeah. You know. So, but yes, yes, yes. They get out, and all of a sudden they shoot and made you look. Um, they start fighting again, and Core's fighting, and Worf is fighting, and Jadzia just fucking shoots him. Right? Or am I skipping ahead to the part where they slip? Yeah, on? I think he's. I mean, that basically, it, that's how the episode goes. Yeah. They well, run into those other Klingons. They fight them. They run away. The old man falls off a ledge. Yeah. Worf is like, just Worf jump. tries to trip him. Oh, no, yeah. there's a ledge right under you. Don't worry, man. Yeah, you'll, you'll get there, dude. Just jump. Seriously, yeah. you'll be fine. It's just, me- it's just 1,000 meters below you. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the sword of Kalos, bro. And he's like, I'm not letting the sword of Kalos go, you fucking dickhead. It's very much Lord of the Rings. It's very much that. Yeah. Temple of our uh, raiders. Yeah. You know? And then uh, all he needed was Alfred Molina there. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. You throw me the rope. Yeah, throw me the batlet. And I'll throw you the idol. That's such a great film. All those movies are really great, except the fourth one. Like when I sit down and people talk about like the Star Trek, the Star Wars movies, I think I'm I've become more of an Indiana Jones guy. Hmm. Like I think I really like Indiana Jones. Maybe I don't know why. I just I honestly haven't seen Indiana Jones in years. Do yourself a favor. Watch Indiana because, like, it's hard for me to decide which one's my favorite Indiana Jones film. Yeah, because like the be Last Crusade for me. Last Crusade's great, but the first one is so good. Even the second one is crappy, and some parts of it are are still really enjoyable. Well, Temple of Doom is the first one I saw, so that's for a long time was my favorite. Okay, even after I'd seen all three of the you know the ones that came out in the eighties or whatever, yeah. but. But they're all they're all real good. They're great films. Yeah. And I and I and this is just me. Indiana Jones is cooler than Han Solo. That's just me. But I'm gonna throw it out there. I like Indiana Jones more than Han Solo. You can't make me choose. I'm just saying, if I had to choose, <laughs> I'm picking Indiana Jones. I think if I absolutely had to choose, I would go Han Solo. What? Dennis? I could easily see Han Solo having Indiana Jones type adventures. Like trying to smuggle something out of, you know, planet mm-hmm. India or something like that. I could see. I would watch that movie. I even though I'm, yeah. I haven't seen the the solo movie, which yeah, I, might see. I don't know. It's good. It's. I, just, I think it's really good. I just don't like the kid. No, he's the guy not playing bad. Han Solo. Yeah. Yeah, he's not bad. He's um he's not trying to do like a Harrison Ford impersonation. Okay. Kind of, but he's staying true to the character. And I think he did a really great job. That was probably the one of the weakest parts for me. And I still really enjoyed it. 
Like, okay. cause I just, I like Harrison Ford. So, you know, yeah. Just the fact that he was replaced, which couldn't be avoided. Yeah. It was kind of like, eh. See, but that's the thing that I don't get. Like they replace Han Solo, but why can't I get a new Indiana Jones? Like the idea, like they want to do more Indiana Jones. Well, films. Disney, Disney doesn't own Indiana Jones. Yes, they do. Do they? They bought, they bought Lucasfilm and Indiana Jones is a part of Lucasfilm. Mm. Uh, I I think that they tried to sort of set it up at the end of that last yeah, one with like Shia LaBeouf or whatever, and everybody's like, "Nah, I'm good, no. I'm fine." I don't know though, but if they can recast fucking Han Solo, why can't I they? Thought, I thought I heard they were going to make a fifth one. Yeah, I've heard that too. But I mean, God, how? I mean, Harrison Ford's an old man. Yeah, he's like hundreds of years old at this point. Yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> it was showing in the Crystal Skull movie. Dude, it was, was I mean, too like, old for that nonsense. And that was many years ago. Like, look at him yeah. in the... In the like, I don't want to jump in this refrigerator. In the, in the, look at him in the Star Wars movie. I mean, he's old as fuck. Yeah. He was he begging could, to get lightsaber. He could barely get up and down. He's like, please just kill me. I don't want to <laughs> climb up any more of these stairs. I just want to go back and fuck Calista Flockhart and put my earring in. Seriously, this is bullshit. <laughs> just murder me. She's so skinny. She's so big. My earring, my dick looks so big in her skinny hand. My old man balls. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Someone just kill me, please. Just do it. I don't know if she's still skinny anymore. I mean, she probably is. I mean, she's a naturally skinny woman. Mm-hmm. Some women are just, you know, smaller framed. I don't care how many times uh, people go, that girl should eat a sandwich. No, she's just thin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> some people just are thin. You know, but anywho, so uh, they do their thing and they finally get off the planet with the sword. And they're just like, look, man, both you guys can't have you guys are dicks. No one can be trusted with this sword. You guys have just been fighting and fussing and fussing and fighting. So we're just going to shoot it out into space. (laughs) That's the end of the episode. Seems like a waste. I I kind of wish that, you know, they would interstitially through the rest of the series just show the bat lift flying through space (laughs) (laughs) and like at the very end there's a post credit scene where the bat lift lands somewhere like hits somebody in the back of the head like jumanji (laughs) it's just like drum beats in the back (laughs) now are they did they go to the gamma quadrant like are they out so so now in order to get this thing like it's never going to be found, but their whole argument is the Klingon Empire isn't ready for it. Do you ever just think? Well, you- it was, it's been gone for a thousand years, so who's What's- to say in a thousand years it won't float back into, you know, some Klingon explorer or finds it or something? I don't know. It seemed like it would have made more sense if they, like, beamed it back down to where they found it so that if yeah. somebody else wanted to find it later on, like, they can retrace. But then yeah, I but guess that, the- that dickhead knows where it is. Yeah. The Duras was- guy just thinking that too is like you know somebody else is going to be able to find it and they're not ready for it either and they and they don't really trust each other either you know like they would they would go back to ds9 then each get their own ship to go out there and go back to that planet no nobody locker or something i'll hold it i'll give it i'll give it to alexander i never see him it'll be soon Just imagine like Cisco asks, "Hey, how's how's Alexander?" He's like, "Who's Alexander?" Oh, oh, oh yeah, he's great. He's great. Oh my kid. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My no, my my dog's name was Ralph. I don't. 
That was Ralph. No, not your dog. Not your Klingon pig dog. <laughs> your your son. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He's good, I guess. I, we don't really keep in touch. He smells. So I don't know. Whatever. He's in Russia. He's doing something Russian right now. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever. None of my business. <laughs> uh, Warp. He's your son. What? I don't he's want to intrude. I mean, let's let him live his life, man. He's a good guy, I guess. You know, whatever. It's like he's nine years old. <laughs> kind of needy. They grow up so fast. You know. <laughs> they have to leave the house at some point. Yeah, I mean, no. you know, because you know they're just like you need, they're just leeches. You know, they just you know you got to cut them off sometime. Or, yeah. If you don't kick them out soon, they're just gonna stick around forever. I get it. I get it. I get it. You're my son. Wonk, wonk, wonk. <laughs> what do you want from me, kid? <laughs> Haven't I done? Food. Haven't I haven't I done enough? I mean, geez no. Louise. You want food, go hunt. Yeah. <laughs> I give you that mini battle. Go hunt some slash, bro. <laughs> Get your fucking four dicks wet. Get out of my face. Chow down, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's go do some chowing down. Huh? Try that first. Then we'll see what happens. Till then get the fuck out of my face. Get a job. <laughs> Why don't you get a space job? Why don't you? <laughs> Think these space groceries are free? Yeah, Dad. There's no money in this in this world. Whatever, fucking hippie. <laughs> so there's right, Bitcoin. Well, there's yeah. <laughs> better, go, better go earn that Bitcoin. Blockchain. <laughs> All right. So Jenny, what did you think of the episode? Um, you know, at first, like I was kind of thinking that it seems slow for a Klingon episode, and it took kind of a while for it to warm up for me. Like it just it took forever, and like even though it was kind of like indiana jones and lord of the rings and all this stuff like it was kind of derivative but it's all derivative of things that i like so i was still (laughs) into it (laughs) um i'm gonna give it a seven okay seven i like it what about you denos yeah it's very tropey but they are good tropes oh it's got all the tropes yeah yeah i would say 7.5 Okay, I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna say a seven as well. I enjoyed it. Like I, I agree with both everything you were saying. Like I, it, it did have all the tropes that we like, and it was like Indiana Jones. It was like Lord of the Rings. It was like Simpsons. Uh, I, I, I enjoyed it thoroughly. Like I thought it was fun. So I'm gonna agree. I and this was, guy, uh, John Colicos or whatever. Yeah, he's a he's fun to watch. Yeah, he was a fun actor. Hopefully, maybe we'll see more of him. No, he's dead. Dead. Yeah, died, he's dead. Died in 2000. He was. Baltar in the original Battlestar Galactica. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll see him in more Deep Space Nine episodes. I doubt it, but whatever. I think he does show up at least one more time. Yeah, he, he comes back with the sword. He's like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I went out to space and I found this thing. You're a pussy. <laughs> yeah, like a metal detector. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. I'm the coolest. <laughs> You're a real dickhead. Yeah, we see him in. No, I guess did we see him already? He said he was in another one, season two, episode nineteen. Core was in that episode, the nineteenth episode of the second season. Yeah, he was in that one. So I guess we've seen Core before. Hmm. Yeah, it was with the three Klingons, three old ass Klingons. They go to get the um, the albino. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yep. So Core has been. So yeah. So we've seen Core twice. So, yeah, so I think maybe Core's done. Maybe that's it for Core. He says he's reoccurring. 
Okay, yeah, no, yeah. It says had previously appeared in the series. Yeah. In Blood Oath. Blood Oath, and then it says reoccurring thereafter, so I'm not really sure what that means, but hopefully he gets a couple more. And I just love how Star Trek actors just kind of hang around. Because we were talking earlier about who would be the best um, guy to play Curzon, a young Curzon before the switch, and it would probably just be fucking James Cromwell. Because yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what they do. They just bring guys back. Mm-hmm. They put some dot. They put some dots on them again. No, that's not fucking Zephyrin Cochran. What are you talking about? That guy's got dots. Yeah, and he wears glasses. Yeah, what the hell, man? <laughs> He's got a Starfleet uniform on. You guys are fucking... <laughs> what? No. Get out of town with that. The dots, man. The dots. <laughs> it's clearly another guy. Totally different person. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't have that weird alien mask on in that episode with the bomb and the thing and the horse and the whip. Pshaw. If he were Zephram Cochran, he would have the Jughead hat on. Yeah. He didn't have a Jughead hat. <laughs> and listening to like Fog Hat. Yeah. Because everybody knows Fog Hat's going to be the one band <laughs> that lives on forever. Is that what they're listening to? Slow, slow Ride? Oh, slow Ride, wasn't it? Slow Ride. It sounds right now that you say it, yeah. but I, don't, I really don't yeah. remember. I want to say it was, it was either Slow Ride or like All Right Now. Yeah. I know it was one of those like beer commercial songs. Yeah, Mississippi Queen, <laughs> something. <laughs> what, oh, was, was that, what was that uh, CD that had all those songs on it? Like, like Mountain the, uh, Rock or Monsters of Rock? Or, yeah, it was, you yeah. see, I know what you're talking about. Mountains. I thought you were talking about that Southern Rock. Yeah, yeah, that's one. Because like 38 Special was on there, the Almond Brother. Because I had that. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good album, man. <laughs> 38 Special is awesome. Yeah. All right. Good job, everybody. And uh, we forgot to play Star Trek Adventures over the holiday because I was dumb and I made Saturday plans to play it, but I fucking totally forgot that it was. I forgot to. Yeah, I just I, forgot. I, I forgot because it was the long weekend, and I was like, no. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to do that. So we're going to push our game back a couple weeks, and we'll play again. I'm excited. Me too. I keep saying I'm excited, but we haven't played, but I'm still really excited to play. <laughs> like, my excitement level hasn't dropped at all, surprisingly. I, I, w- I was going back and listening and trying to edit up some of the stuff, and it's really good. I think you guys are damn good role players. So hopefully we'll get the next one of that done in a couple weeks. Mm. so you guys are great thank you so much dennis jenny you guys are are just wonderful you are this podcast is just so much fun to do it is yeah i hope so we've been doing it for fucking six years or whatever i think it's been almost seven hasn't it 2011 yeah it'll Mm -hmm. be seven years this year oh folks yeah Our kids are going to be doing this fucking. That's the sixth of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, man. I mean, it's friendship, bro. Yeah. This and G.I. Joe. (laughs) G.I. Joe brought it back. That's right. Well, you guys have a wonderful week. Thank you for listening. Sorry about last week. We didn't record. My mom was in town and she sleeps in the studio, which is just the basement. And I didn't want to keep her up because the kids be bothering her to get up at like fucking four o'clock in the morning because that's what they do. Mimo, wake up, wake up. So that was my fault. I'm sorry. No. And she doesn't like this show, so she probably didn't want to hear you talking. Yeah, Mimo doesn't <laughs> like Deep Space Nine. <laughs> she actually kind of hates it. So, but I did watch the episode 
before she got here because I watched it right after I didn't watch last week. So I think I had like survivor's guilt. So I just went right upstairs and watched it. But whatever. But thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. The police is coming. <laughs> I didn't do it. I mean, either. It wasn't me. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. That's a good song. <laughs>